Real quick, my friends, if you want to make more money with less marketing of your books, then go to my website, zbooks.co, and download my free niche finder tool at the top of the page. It's called free niche finder tool. And when you download that tool, you're going to get a bunch of emails from me that show you exactly what to do and video tutorials, and you're going to make more money by optimizing your books. I've helped a lot of people with this tool already. So go to zbooks.co and get the free niche finder tool. All right, back to that podcast. Everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Welcome to ZBook's Successful Authors Podcast. And as you know, reviews for your book are one of the most important milestones of your book's life. Today, I have a very voracious reader and a voracious reviewer. Please help me welcome Larry Fronsek from voraciousreadersonly.com. Hi, Larry. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Not bad, not bad. Uh, actually, pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you after Murphy struck again with our podcast. So, And you're in Washington? Yeah, Washington State, yep. Nice, nice. Okay, so uh, I just recently heard about voraciousreadersonly.com. So could you give us a rundown really quick what it's all about and what you guys do? Yeah, basically what voraciousreaderonly.com is, uh, I rather I should say voraciousreadersonly.com, it's uh, uh, primarily we're focused on uh, introducing voracious readers, people who like to read a lot of books, with authors who are looking to build their list and get reviews and um, you know get their get some momentum going in their career. Um, and uh, the way that we, it works is uh, off, uh, readers sign up. Uh, they let us know what what general genres they like. And uh, when we do mm -hmm. book author, book authors, uh, sorry, <laughs> take that part out. <laughs> uh, when we do, it's all right. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Yeah. All right. So when we um, we contact an author with a newly released book, we say, you know, we'd like to introduce your book to uh we do a, a 20 readers uh giveaway uh we'd like to get your next 20 readers for your novel okay. uh in exchange for a, a copy of the book electronic copy um they'll give you permission to um add add them to your email list and you, you so you can send them a copy of the book and then communicate with them on an ongoing basis um so uh, we do uh, right now about two giveaways a day for uh, authors. Okay. And, um, and then uh, if the author likes the experience, you know, they, they like the idea of creating a, an email list and getting that book into the hands of readers who will uh, review that book. Um, we have a pretty good rate. Usually 
an Optimus Wave 20 books, uh, they'll get between three and five reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, shorter books tend to get reviews faster than big, long tomes. Uh, some genres yeah. are yeah. quicker than others. Um, but uh, That's yeah, understandable. That's the general idea. And if, if you like it, then um, we, have a, uh, we have a program called the Evergreen Program where uh, every new subscriber for the genre that that book appeals to will be offered your book, you know, soon after they subscribe. Oh, so, interesting. You know, I'm currently, I'm adding about 40 yeah. to 50 new readers a day, um, to the list. So, wow. You know, if you're, you write fantasy, how are you doing or, that? Uh, you know, I, yeah, a couple of methods, uh, I have a really good Facebook campaign. Uh -huh. uh, I also get a lot of referrals uh -huh. from other readers. Um, and, uh, okay. organic traffic from things like Google and, and social media. Um, right but, on. um, yeah, it's, it's a number of things, but I say Facebook and referrals are uh, right now the top two. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I, I can't resist, um, are you running Facebook ads? Yeah. So, um, uh, we do, I do, a, um, kind of a multi-step approach um, and uh, one okay. involves things like lookalike audiences, um, ads and specific right. target, uh, a, a type of reader just to mm -hmm. build an audience out of that. And then um, I, right. I just now started testing a, a video ad um, that it, mm -hmm. cut, it cut my cost per click by a third um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I created it using a, a service online called Lumen five L U M E N five. Okay. And, uh, what, what that, okay. what that does is you kind of just give it the text and then, uh, you pick a theme and you pick pictures and it puts together the video for mm -hmm. you with a little bit of music. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, pretty cool. That's you awesome. Get, yeah. I mean, I, I think definitely mm -hmm. authors could, uh, leverage something like that for creating like book trailers or something. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely, that's why I ask because I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a neat site. You can do it for, you can use it for free. Um, and um, Oh, I definitely recommend really at least playing with it. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I was, um, it's funny you say that because um, I'm always, um, uh, ready for a deep dive into Facebook ads. And uh, uh, so I've also noticed I've been doing video ads lately and it just amazing getting the clicks down to three cents a click, even two cents a click over hundreds of clicks, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it, it's, um, I've heard it before that uh, Facebook really wants you to do video. So maybe they're even um, giving us better rates on the video ads. But uh, one thing I found out is that a slideshow counts as a video. So if you just, when you make your ad and you go to make a slideshow, it, it, you just upload like two, uh, three pics and it will make the slideshow for you. And it counts as a video in Facebook's eyes. So later on, you can retarget people that watched three seconds of your video, although it's a slideshow. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'm just really stoked on that. So that, yeah. So, um, and any other tips with Facebook or um, Lumen Five? What was it called? 
uh, Lumen5, L-U-M-E-N5.com. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That, one, <clears throat> that one you just yeah. got to kind of play with. Uh, uh, in terms of Facebook mm-hmm. tips, you know, one, um, the one thing that I would recommend, uh, and this is one of the first things I did when, when I started trying to see if there was a market for for HS mm-hmm. readers only, um, is uh, yeah. take a Facebook really likes content that is uh, shared and liked and, and interacted with. And um, there's, yeah. if you, if you could find an image that is funny or has like kind of uh, like an honest truth to it uh, that resonates with uh-huh. the right people, uh, you can definitely uh, get a really good response. So, you know, for example, yeah. Uh, on Voracious Readers, go to my Facebook page for them. Uh, okay. There <laughs> yeah. is ticket, a, ticket. <laughs> there is a, um, a, a quote, a George R. R. Martin quote, and it's, uh, yeah. of course, it's loading up slowly, but it was something like, you know, the, 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 the reader... <laughs> A reader lives a thousand lives, and and a non-reader only lives once. Mm-hmm. And so I, I targeted that to people, <laughs> who, people who like yeah. Goodreads, people who you know, also like Kindle, and eBooks, and Kobo, and yeah. various eBook readers, and uh, and um, <clears throat> and uh, when I when I did that, I started to get people who were commenting like I read a book a week, I read a book every day, uh, tagging their friends. This is totally <laughs> us. Um, and you know, that, that post got cool. a ton of exposure. And from that, I was able to create an audience of, you know, quote unquote voracious readers, uh, to, you know, begin mm-hmm. building my email list. So, um, you know, once, uh, once I got the email yeah. list up to about 150 readers, you know, I started reaching out to authors and mm-hmm. just if they were interested in it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's no shortage of authors who want to build their email list and get people to read their books. Because you know, yep. my yep. you know my wife's a, an yeah. author, and you know I, I've been on the other side of that uh-huh. where you know you put in all this effort to get a book ready, and and you know you just want people to read the thing, uh, and you know yeah try to yeah get them out of it, and uh, so. You know, that's definitely been yeah. a, uh, a, a nice experience. And uh, since since that point, I, I've mostly done about two giveaways a day, some days one. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now I've, I've got a backlog of authors who are signed up for giveaways through the latter part of September. Um, and um, Wow, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's, you know, it's been a real fun experience in terms yeah. of, interacting with authors, finding out what authors, you know, what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get, I get a lot of, when, when I first started doing this, um, I would sign up for every author's email list I could, I could get to. Cause you know, that was part of the process of figuring out how to communicate with them is going to their websites. And, um, you know, I very right. seldom get an email from an author, uh, which, you know, hmm. I'm on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of email lists. I don't get emails very often. And uh, so, you know, right now I'm working on um, a, an email for 
for the authors who I've done giveaways for, um, which is almost, I think I'm over oh, yeah. 500 by now. Um, and, uh, you know, just on like, what can you, what kind of content can you put into your emails um, to stay in touch yeah. with the readers? Because you don't want the, your readers to only hear from you every year when you have that new book out. It's, you know, let's fill, <laughs> fill the yeah, exactly. with them. I find it strange. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, and just be, have the content be of interest to the reader uh, and, and, you know, try not yeah. to default to what, what writers tend to default to, which is writing about writing. Um, and, hmm. you know, that's great if you're, if you're selling stuff to authors, uh, you know, more power to you. But, you know, if you're writing fantasy books and you're trying to get people yeah. to read fantasy to read your fantasy books, you know, don't, don't talk about the, mm -hmm. the, the art of writing, um, you know, when you need to get your car fixed. Yeah you don't want the mechanic to teach you how to be a mechanic. Mm -hmm. You just want your car fixed. Um, you know, so it's kind of the same yep. thing. Yep. Um, and so I'm working on that right now. And hopefully by the end of the week, I'll, I'll have that out and I'll just add that to my sequence of emails that authors get when they sign up for the first giveaway, just so, you know, I give them mm -hmm. something to yep. help them in terms of, you know, building that relationship with their readers. Right. Yeah, I find it interesting because um, uh, people or authors and writers, when it comes to writing emails for their list, all of a sudden they get a massive writer's block. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, I, 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 I understand that because it's totally different than writing your book. And then people get that icky salesy feeling. Oh, I don't want to sell them stuff or make a sales letter. And what do I write to my list? You know, so it sounds like you're kind of building up a, a standardized email sequence or something, or uh, maybe a course or, or just a, a package. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a, a document that I'll, I'll add ideas to as far as, you know, what to start with. Uh, okay. You know, it, it, yeah. it could be things as yeah. simple as, uh, you know, if, if you're looking through your reviews of your book and there's mm -hmm. some kind of common things people people will say that, uh, you know, maybe they're just not interpreting it correctly. Like, uh, they don't like three or four people don't right. understand why character did X, but there's a logical reason for it. It's just not apparent to the reader at this particular moment. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's covered in the next book or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's something you could talk about in, in yeah. your email. Um, you know, if, yeah, I think there is a, and yep. a sense of like behind the scenes stuff that, that readers are interested in. Like, you know, if you wrote a fantasy book, you know, are there certain historical things that played a role in, in the story? Uh, you know, maybe what are, what are a couple of those yeah. things? Um, and you can present it in a way that's still interesting to them without you be talking about how many words you got done today or the trials and tribulations of being a, a published author. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I'm, I'm creating newsletter content for authors. Um, but uh, right. I, I think if I, could, if I could give them a list of like 30 things they could cycle through with their emails, um, then, you know, that will yeah, yeah. go a long way to, to getting, them, uh, getting them started. Yeah. I hear you. I am... Um... I have uh, several lists myself, and I think um, at least once a week, 
is a good uh, uh, rule of thumb. But yeah, what do you think about that? How many times should an uh, author mail his list? You know, I, uh, I, so on my, on my list of readers, uh, I have my VIP readers, which are my best reviewers and I have everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the best readers, uh, if, you know, if they have every genre selected, they're getting two emails a day from me at least. Um, and then wow. everybody else might get one every every two, three, or four days, depending on what, what they're reading. Um, so I don't I don't yeah. see a downside with increased frequency as long as you're not boring. Um, you know, I also I work in the healthcare mm -hmm. industry, and and uh, we do content for for our doctors to their patients that goes out every single day. Um, and you know, provided that you interesting, you're giving them value, and you're not being boring. Uh, they can they can tolerate uh, frequency. So you know if if an author's yeah. out there thinking like oh you know a weekly email you know it's too much so they'll opt out and and yeah. they'll come to my house and burn me at the stake. Mm -hmm. um, that won't happen. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of I don't yeah. And you know if if the, if if you're concerned about people opting out, you know keep in mind that yeah. Um, if you had a hundred people on your email list and 10 of them opted out, but you were able to communicate with the other 94 times in that month, that's yeah. a lot better. That's more communications yeah. than if you only contacted everybody once and certainly more communications than if you never. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that is a fact in the beginning too. I was always afraid to hit that button because people might, unsubscribe, you know, but I, I got over that a while ago and you're absolutely right. Uh, you got to prune your list and uh, uh, you don't want the inactive people on it actually. So when I send out an email, it's, it's not as scary anymore. I'm like, yeah, okay, I know I'm going to get some unsubscribes, but I want them, you know, and I, I think this is a big hurdle for a lot of authors who are starting an email list. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I like uh, I like your style. Uh, you you went to the forum. You went to the target audience. You validated your product to see if you know you could get enough interest. And so you made um, I forgot what they called it a connector website kind of. You're connecting people. Yeah, you're connecting leads to businesses kind of like. And maybe it was Mike Shreve who said it. You want to be a millionaire? Just you know get connect people. You know, <laughs> well, fastest way to the top. Oh, I, yeah. So. I, I wouldn't complain. About so, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be watching you. Don't forget me when you're at the top. Okay. So, are you still there? I'm here. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was afraid it was my computer again. So, um, uh, are there limitations? So what is your structure there? You, what did you say? 20, the first 20 are free. And then what? I forgot. Yeah. So, you know, the initial giveaway we do, we aim for 20. Uh, you know, sometimes an author might get 21, 22. Um, and if, if they get mm -hmm. a really, if they get a really uh, fast response, uh, you know, they got a great cover. They got an awesome blurb. Um, you know, they, they were able to um, describe their book in one sentence in a way that is just so enticing that, you know, I get through that 20 opt-ins mm -hmm. real quick. I'll, I'll 
contact the author and ask them if they want me to leave it open for the rest of the day. And you know, they might get like 30 or 40, um, which, you know, isn't a bad thing at all. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's something yeah. we talk about in a little bit, which is, uh, you know, in, in the movie industry, they call it a log line, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get huh. to that. As far as like the 20, we did a 20 initial and then, um, after the reader opts in, uh, my system will immediately email the author their name and email address, and uh, and then we'll put them on mm -hmm. a sequence. Well, they'll, they'll get some three communications over the next month to you know make sure they got the book, make sure they're reading the book, and then uh, you know ask mm -hmm. them to review it. And we give them a link to the to Amazon where they can directly review the copy, uh, and also to Goodreads. Um, those seem to be the two main places that people um, are willing to put reviews. So yeah, we focus yeah. on those. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. that that sequence seems to be working pretty well. And then uh, you know sometimes an author might miss one, but um, what we'll do is uh, after the hmm. giveaway ends, uh, we'll we'll give them the option where we can send them a. Uh, file with all the all the names and email addresses of their opt-ins, uh, just so in case they missed right, one, right. went to their spam folder, they deleted it or something, they can still yeah. get that book out. Well, that's nice. So uh, I didn't understand that actually when I, I saw your website. So you the the reader um, the author gives you an EPUB or PDF, and you do actually the whole email sequences for them, and yeah. the delivery of. The book also. Well, oh, that's cool. That one's up yeah. to the yeah. The the delivery of the book is up to the author. So um, oh, most okay. of the time, the author is just you know like give me the name and email address and I'll send it out to him myself. Uh, and then sometimes hmm. they're, you know they'll send me the EPUB and Mobi file and a PDF and just say can you just send this out to my opt-ins when they come in and then just let me know who they who you sent it to and then uh, the other the rest of them would do, you know, they have like a book funnel or Insta freebie land. You know, they have a landing page set up already. So we just drive the readers to their landing right. page in their email address. And, you know, then they go onto the, the author's list directly and they have it set up to send the book out to them. Um, which, you know, for mm -hmm. if you're, if, especially if you're doing like an ongoing promotion with me, you know, that could, that could save you a lot of yeah. time. Uh, if, if you have a system already set up to get yeah. that book out. Right. So one thing that uh, is one of my challenges is, is kids' books. It's hard to find lists or, or, yeah, services for kids' books. They're usually for romance and science fiction. So how about, how does your platform look? Is there specific genres that work better or not at all? Um, yeah, the best genres for me are uh, thrillers and mysteries, um, fantasy, YA, mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and romance, uh, genres like Westerns, inspirational, yeah. um, and, uh, science fiction aren't as big with my audience. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that may be okay. more to do with, you know, my audience is like 99% female, uh, readers, um, just kind of worked yeah. out that way. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, why that's the audience I attracted, but, um, you know, that, that just seems to be how, <laughs> how it works. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe it was your targeting in Facebook. Uh, you know, initially I didn't, I didn't target by gender. Um, it's just the response came from women yeah. and, um, you know, women of all, all ages, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, young, 18, 18 to 65 plus. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, the, the concept just didn't appeal with male readers and, uh, you know, I huh. scratched my head about it, yeah. but you know, if, if, uh, if they don't want to sign up, then I'm not going to make them. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Yeah, I, I, your website is very graphic. I like it. And you have a, a really uh, striking young lady with the eyes looking at the call to action. Works really well. And uh, so I was wondering about that because um, uh, I don't know if that would work better for men or for women. But um you know, I, okay. I, uh, Maybe AB test that. I don't yeah, know. You know, actually, I, I tested several images, and that was the uh, image that got the best response. Um, which there you go. Interesting. <laughs> but you know, you can never. Yeah, it, I, I could. I could guess why, but um, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of, you know, with a lot of anything where there's success, um, you know, people tend not to be able to figure out why something worked and any trying to like come up with a theory on it. It's kind of just like throw, shooting arrows and then trying to mm -hmm. paint bullseyes around the, where the arrow landed. And, um, yeah, sometimes yeah. When you do that, you don't yeah, exactly the sharpshooter fallacy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. AB tests are always enlightening. That's for sure. And, uh, but also what worked this year probably won't work next year. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm always wondering about that algorithm in Facebook too. If if it starts, if your ad really starts working for a specific demographic, if the algorithm switches midstream and makes more traffic for that demographic, um, I, I know that there's an automatic A/B testing function in Facebook, and I've done tests myself. And uh, my favorite trick is to make two or three ads that are exactly the same, and they'll get totally different results. Mm -hmm. So the algorithm is still pretty nebulous to me, but um, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. What do you want to talk about next? Yeah. Uh, I touched on the concept of log lines a little bit ago and we could jump on that. Right. You know, when, when yeah, explain that cause I've, I've never heard of it. Okay. So in the movie industry, oops, mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, I accidentally pulled my ear earphones out uh, tight around me. Okay. Oh, be careful. Okay? All right. So, all right. So. Yep. All right. In the in the movie industry, uh, the log line is like that snappy sentence to tell you what the movie is like. You know, it's lethal weapon in space. Ah, okay. Uh, something like that. Um, uh -huh. You know. Okay. Uh, the hook. Yeah, and. Yeah, I find like um, you know, with with authors, they spend a lot of time doing the writing of the book, and you know, the editing process is this whole beastly monster. Um, and you know, by the time yeah. they get by the time they get done, when it comes to the actual like packaging of the book, um, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. starts to get short shrifts. Um, and you know, especially with self published yep. authors. Yep. Um, you know, these days mm -hmm. they've gotten the memo that you, you should have a professional cover for your book. So, you know, most self-published right. books, um, 
or I say independently published or, you know, whatever term you want to use, but they have a, they have a legit cover. Like it, it looks like, it looks like a, like a, mm-hmm. a cover that came out of New York has nice lettering. It's got a nice image. It's congruent with the genre. Yeah. You can look at it and say, I know exactly what this book is about. Um, but not so much when it comes to the blurb and um, like just something to tell you what the book is about. And I, log lines, the, the term used in the movie industry. And I used to write movie scripts and, and okay. that, uh, that's the term we use oh, okay. in that uh, field. Uh, I didn't sell any, so, <laughs> but anyways, uh, but, uh, well, yeah, but I, that's, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, for example, I, I did a giveaway for a book, uh, a week ago and, you know, I always ask the authors like, what, what are some similar like movies or TV shows or authors or books to this book to help readers like figure out like, yeah. Hey, this for me. And this author wrote, right. Um, this book is unlike anything else in existence basically. And it's like, well, there are, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of books published every day. There's TV shows, there's movies, all this media being created. I find it very difficult to believe that you create this thing that is so unique that you can't even compare it to anything else. And it's just like, that's lazy. Yeah. And it's like, how's a reader supposed to know if that works for them? And, you know, yeah. And uh, I, I'd, I'd say if, if you, if you don't have a good way to verbalize what your book is about, uh, I don't think you should have written it in the first mm-hmm. place, but let's say you've already wrote, written a book and now yeah. you're trying to, you're trying to match yeah. it to the right audience. Well, I think if you're running an ad on Facebook, what, ta- what interests would you target? You know, um, y- you can't be so general yeah. and say, this is a fantasy book. This is a science fiction book. You know, there's various subgenres. Yeah. There's, you know, there's different styles. Uh, you know, people have things that they look for and things that they avoid. Um, you know, at the very least, at least if you have some reviews, maybe look at what people in the reviews say about your book. Sometimes they'll, they'll be able to describe your book mm-hmm. better than you do. Um, and, uh, so I, I think that having that kind of log line for your book is definitely helpful. Uh, and then also in yeah. the blurb or the summary for the book, um, you know, I think it might, it, it, it might behoove authors to test that, um, I think sometimes they write too much detail in there. Um, you know, I, I think there's yeah. some like, kind of like quote unquote rule in like in fantasy publishing, like you can't introduce more than three terms that the author made up for the story in the summary, because once you get beyond uh-huh. three, the readers just turn off because it starts looking like gobbledygook. Um, yeah. And you know, yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of writers don't follow that. And, um, you know, yeah. the, the summary they write is boring and it's like, you know, you yeah. either, or the reader has no idea what this book is about. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. I think like my recommendation would be to test like two or three variations you know, there's courses out there. There's people who actually mm-hmm. specialize in writing these things. Uh, you know, hire them, pay yeah. them a couple hundred bucks because it's absolutely yeah. worth it. Yeah. Compared, you know, versus having a book yep. that people aren't, people aren't picking up, even if it's free because they just don't understand what it's about. Exactly. I was talking to Brian Meeks the other day 
and he was saying, yeah, the copywriting, right? It's something that we don't do enough of. It's super important. The blurb is super duper important. And, and whatever you do, don't describe your book in the blurb. You don't, you don't put your book in the blurb. And, uh, you, you know, you, you uh, do the log line. And then he, he has kind of like a formula, then another hook, and that, which is a little bit longer than the first hook. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then test it. So do you have a formula or how do you test them? Use Facebook um, ads to test them or, well, first of all, do you have a formula? Well, I don't have a formula. It's not, not really my specialty. Um, but what, um, mm-hmm. you know, what I would recommend, like, you know, if I was an author using my service is, you know, give me a couple versions mm-hmm. and we can test one for a week, one for another week, one for a week after that, um, uh, and see you know, where oh, the yeah. response is. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. that's certainly a, a way to, to, to do it. You know, if, if uh, if I'm going right. to, if I, if I, if, you know, you're, you're an evergreen subscriber on my service and you're paying your 20 bucks a month, um, you know, it might be a good idea mm-hmm. to test two or three different blurbs to see if you uh, can increase your opt-ins. Yeah. So you're, uh, when you send the email out, is there a picture of the book and the blurb? Yeah. So uh, we do the, uh, the title, the author's name, a picture of the the book cover on a, on a, uh, a tablet device. Um, and then underneath okay. that, underneath that we have the blurb. Uh, we have the, uh, the log line or hook or, uh, you know, what it's like kind of thing. And then, uh, beneath that is the, uh, yeah. the verbiage for, uh, requesting the book. And so the verbiage is kind of along the lines in order to be, uh, as GDPR compliant as possible and based on how it's interpreted these days, mm-hmm. that's that European privacy thing is that, um, the reader is, yeah, yeah. the reader is requesting to join the author's email list, uh, starting with the, the free book. Um, so you can't say like, right. You're, you're going to get the book for free and in exchange you're joining the email list. You have to say you're, you're joining the email list and it's going to include the book as part of the process of joining the email list. It is just semantics, but, um, you know, somebody yeah. voted for those. Yeah. People. It's <laughs> tricky, huh? Um, and so uh, <laughs> basically yeah, there's, a, but- there's yeah. a big button in the email. And if, if you're interested, you click the button and it, uh, directs you, yeah. it sends your info to the author. And, you know, if, if we're sending the reader to like a landing page or something that would take them there, otherwise it, takes them to a thank you page and just lets them know that their info has been forwarded to the author and they'll get their book within a couple of days. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. And what really sounds cool is you, the first 20 are free, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so the, the drug dealers cool. uh, formula. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, get them hooked. Huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, what's your number one tip for new authors or entrepreneurs? Well, yeah. you like. <clears throat> for uh, a new author, my number one tip would be to not worry about building your email list until you have a book written and published. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen 
a number of courses that are, you know, while you're writing your first book, you need to build the email list and, and run all these ads and, mm -hmm. and, and get people to subscribe because you need an email list to promote your book too. And, um, you know, that's, it's a lot yeah. of pressure on yourself to do that. And, you know, what are you going to send them? Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would say, wait till you have the book written, you know, and then, you know, do giveaways, uh, you know, to start building that email list up and uh, give reviews and, you know, you can always stop giving away the book in the future, you know, once you have a big email list and, and you have other things out there, you're, you're yeah, climbing right. sales, you, you have ads specifically selling the book, you have people go to your, your book on Goodreads, Amazon, you have hundreds of reviews, uh, you, you've legitimized that book, you know, then you maybe you're just promoting book two at that point. But um, I, I, I personally would wait yeah. until you have a book out before starting to build your email list. And then, you know, I would also say is mm -hmm. don't ever stop building your email list. Like always, always be building your email list. Right. Uh, whether, you know, if you're doing an ongoing promotion with me, I'm going to be doing that for you in exchange for your money, uh, which is really, it's 20 bucks at, yeah. at this point a month, which is real affordable. Um, and then, uh, cool. Yeah. You know, try every program that's out there. Uh, you know, it's as long as you don't, you don't have to commit to it for like years of your life or, thousands of dollars mm -hmm. uh you know it, some yeah you'll not know what specifically will work for you but i would definitely try it try a lot of things um and then kind of like another um i, I would say this is a, a i guess suggestion for any entrepreneur author you know, whatever business you're in is you know every day make sure that you did at least one thing to promote your business um whether it's you wrote an email and sent it out to your list you uh you're, you redesigned um a uh offer on your website you tested an ad uh maybe you reached out to some fellow authors about uh you know doing a cross promotion um you know it's <clears throat> if you do you know if, if you approach everything with that mentality uh you know by the end of the year you've done 365 things to promote your business odds are some of those things are going to work pretty well and you're going to be in a better place in a year yeah. versus the business person who's just trying to continuously work on one thing that may or may not pay off or may not, you know, it might not be able to work anywhere near the effort or it might lead them in the wrong direction. Um, so, you know, always kind of be focused on what can you do today? If you, you know, just do one thing before you go to bed, even if it's a small thing from your business, that's still better than doing nothing. And, and that's, or, yeah. Yeah. and that and that's in the, the concept of building your business versus working in your business because it's real easy to get caught into the you know the minutiae of your of what you your business does uh yeah. so you know for yeah. me setting that's up the a, e -myth. yeah setting up a giveaway uh it's what the business does um that's not me building my business right so yeah I, i'm doing those every day right. but you know, I have to do something in addition to that um, in order to uh, yeah. fulfill my obligation to my business, which is to do one thing a day at least. So, um, you know, and if you, if you only did that half the time, you know, that's still pretty good after a year. So, you know, don't, don't kill yourself yeah. over it, but, you know, definitely try to come with the mentality of you're going to do one thing a day to work on your business. That's excellent. Thanks for the tip. You, um, 
I, I read the E Myth. Have you ever read the E Myth? Uh, you heard oh, yeah. of that book? Uh huh. Yeah, it was uh, was all about kind of like what you just said. Are you working in your business or on your business? Uh, so that's the one uh, question, right? And like you said, we all have the uh, tendency to work in or on the material instead of actually promoting the business or working on the business. So uh, yeah, I, 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 that resonates with me for sure. And. Welcome to the middle of the podcast. You are listening to zbooks.co, Successful Authors Podcast. Remember to get all of your materials to start your authoring career, especially for beginners at zbooks.co. Thank you for listening, my friends, and let's get back to that podcast. Um, yeah. What? And, um, uh, yeah. What? Uh, on that. On that note, you know, it's really easy for an author to kind of be stuck in working in the business because, for you know, if you're a writer, your business is writing mm-hmm. books, or I mean, your job is writing the book. Your yep. business is selling the book, um, and so you know, yeah. it's more. It's probably more fun to you know punch out your five hundred thousand, five thousand words a day, whatever your whatever your limit is yeah. uh, versus, you know, do the icky stuff of dealing with um, promotions and writing copy and, and getting, uh, getting that email out to your list or figuring out what's in your list or, you know, creating yeah. a new ad. Um, you know, it's, it's you, you gotta, you gotta gamify yep. it somehow. Uh, it's one thing or, everything you do it's you know or you're giving yourself points towards some kind of prize or something it's you know figure out some something that makes that work for you if if the promotion part isn't fun yeah 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 it's a challenge huh so okay so that brings me right to the next question what do you consider to be the best way to sell books you know, I, I think the best way to sell books is to have a list of people who already like your books um, and then just sell them mm-hmm. the books. Um, you know, it's hmm. if you go on Amazon, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of books being released at any given point in time. Uh, and it's there's a lot of noise to compete with. Um, there, yep. you know, I, I've seen some authors figure out some mechanisms for, you know, selling books on online with Amazon or other social media. Um, and I think in some cases those could work in some cases, you know, you might only be breaking even on that book sale. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of just depends. Um, yeah. So personally, I, I think the best book to sell is the second, third, and fourth book to a reader who already likes your stuff. And then it's just a matter of, well, let's just find those readers and and then just start selling them books. And uh, those books are also going to be the most profitable yeah. sales. Interesting. Yeah. So you, so that's the, um, I don't know what you call it, the serial model. First book for free and then book two, three, four, et cetera. Well, you know, if you're, yeah, if you're doing a series, absolutely. But, you know, if you do standalones, mm-hmm. um, you know, same logic applies. Uh, mm-hmm. People, if they like your style, they'll, they'll try your other books, um, especially if you've been yeah. in touch with them and, you know, 
They're following you on your social media accounts. They're getting email from you on a regular basis. Uh, they like your first book. They even reviewed it. Uh, you know, chances are they're not going to hesitate to grab your next book, even if it's, you know, not the same characters. Yeah. 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 But, uh, the message is the same build that list, huh? Build that list. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, I think it's the safest way to secure your future, uh, is to have your own list that you, that you've developed a relationship with. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, businesses get over reliant on, on things like social media <clears throat> and, you know, focus on, well, I'm mm -hmm. not going to worry about building my email list. I'm building up my Twitter account. I'm building up my Facebook page. Um, well, yeah, you know, that was building a Facebook page is a big strategy five years ago. And then Facebook decided they weren't going to show everybody who likes your page or posts anymore. Um, and so yep. instead of a hundred percent of the people yep. who like your page seeing your posts, it went down to 50% and 20%, 15%, 10%, 5%. And then now you, you know, the only way to get them to yep. see anything is, you know, you got to figure out something that's real viral or pay for it. And it's not going to be cheap. Yep. Uh, especially if you have a big page and then, yep. you know, <clears throat> if you're at the mercy, mercy of an algorithm, well, you might post something mm -hmm. that that doesn't uh, pass through a quality filter, even though it wasn't something that you intended. So, <clears throat> you know, you you also don't never know yeah. how you get flagged on a system, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's a lot safer if you have your own email yep. list. Because you know, if you're using Mailchimp, and Mailchimp decides they don't want you to or they go out of business. Um, you can take that email list somewhere yep. else and, and start sending emails out on your own. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's a way to definitely keep yourself, uh, protect yourself against, you know, these third party companies yeah. who, you know, they don't necessarily have your best interests in mind and you don't want to become overly reliant on them. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hear you, man. I mean, uh, if the platform's free, then you are the product. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they don't, I, I remember that with Facebook. Okay, that was kind of, I never, I didn't use Facebook pages back then. But uh, it's also like uh, when Google changes their algorithm and, and companies go out of business. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Oh, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now with Facebook because of the, um, the Cambridge, what was it? The the uh, because of the election and uh, the third party that, that was doing the ads, the Facebook ads, and the Russian the Russian meddlers and hackers, and so Facebook's going to be doing some major major changes in their advertising rules and terms of service. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if it affects us. Yeah, I, I don't but, think uh, it'll be. I don't think it'll be too bad. I noticed that. Um, they took away some of the targeting that I did because um, uh, Facebook used really to, they used to have um, as far as I understand they at some point in time they purchased a company that specializes in purchase data and they would they mix that data <laughs> in with their their big database of customer data and uh, <clears throat> you could target people who 
have recently purchased a car or stuff like that. And uh, as far as I understand, yeah, that, data, yeah. that data is being taken out of Facebook uh, right now. And so uh, you, know, yeah, you, might get, yeah. you might get some alerts yeah. that some of the interests that you target are no longer available after September, October. But um, you know, I, I think hmm. for the most part, unless you're doing like a lot of political ads or uh, kind of sketchy stuff, you're, yeah. you're probably yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, uh, getting back to this, these free platforms, it also reminds me of about, oh man, was it five years ago when B Google and Blogspot said, okay, we're removing all blogs with sexual content or adult content. And then all of these romance and uh, authors and young adult authors and erotica authors got the mail from Google. We're removing your blog, you know, so it, it was just terrible. And then after there was a big, a big, uh, you know, pushback and they didn't do it, but it was a big wake up call. So blogger lost millions of authors and a lot broke that trust, you know, but it's their platform. So uh, yeah. And it, just another argument to build your list. Cause then it doesn't matter what platform, it is, you can take your list wherever you go. Uh, so I hear you. Yeah, you know, also, <clears throat> okay. you know, if you have a name that's not a super unique name, you know, there are other people who have that same name as mm -hmm. you. And if, uh, you know, if they start uh, becoming infamous in the news or in social media, um, you know, that could, that could get an overzealous employee to flag your account as problematic. And, you know, then you have, you have some yep. issues. So, um, you know, all the more reason yeah. to control your own email list because you're going to help insulate yourself from all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. So what else? Let's get back to books. Uh, what, okay. What other services do you offer? Do you offer any other services yet? You know, the, the, the only thing I do right now is, um, the evergreen, uh, offer, which is, um, for okay. the, right now it's 20 bucks a month. And I'll, you know, if you're listening to this five years from now, it's probably going to cost more, but right now it's 20 and for 20 bucks a month, I uh -huh. will offer your book to all my new subscribers for that genre. And, um, you know, right now I'm getting about 40 to 50 new signups a day. Um, for a while it's about 30, but now wow. I, I tested good. a new ad and got a better response. So. Um, you know, if I'm getting about 40 to 50 hours nice. a day, chances are a third to a half of them read your genre and might be interested in that book. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I priced it so that if, if you got 40 opt-ins per month, you'd pay 50 cents per opt-in, um, which is probably better than most people could get mm -hmm. with their own advertising campaign, but it's mm -hmm. a pretty reasonable fee. And some of the yeah. books I do, I do evergreens for. You know, they got that great cover. They got that great log line, that great summary. It's a very um, interesting book. And, you know, they get over 100 opt-ins a month. And for 20 bucks, that's 20 cents uh, an opt-in, which is uh, actually, no, 20 cents. It's cheaper than that. <laughs> I got the math wrong. But, yeah, so it's real cheap. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's know, cool. Yeah. If, if, if the book doesn't get 40, um, I'll adjust, I'll adjust the monthly fee so that, um, it makes sense. So, you know, if your book's getting 20 opt-ins a month, you're not going to pay more than 10 bucks. 
And uh, what I do with, uh, after the initial giveaway, um, if an author wants to join the Evergreen, we do a six month or a six week trial um, where they don't pay for the first mm -hmm. six weeks uh, because it's going to take about a week to a week and a half to ramp up to get their book in the rotation. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, I watch their stats for a month. And then before the end of their six weeks, I'll let them know, you know, this is about how many often you could expect per month. Mm -hmm. This is how many you got. And this is what your fee will be. And so it'll be 20 bucks, 10 bucks, five bucks. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, if, if the book got a poor response, I might give some suggestions on, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we could test a different cover or log line or summary or something for another month. And, and let's see if we could do better. Yeah. I, I won't charge them that extra month. But for the most part, most of the authors are getting yeah. 40 plus offense a month and they're doing well. Nice, nice. So, and you're getting 40 per day right now, 40 new readers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So where am I? Nice. That's, that's nice. That's a, that's a really good, better than a good start. That's, a, that's gravy, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, we're, uh, we're okay. The, uh, we're about a little past a half point for today, and I, I'm at uh, 32. So, yeah, I'll probably end up about 50 today because they tend to come in later in the evening. Nice. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneur journey. Is this your first website or service? Uh, no, no. Prior to this, um, you know, so I've done a lot of work with uh, in healthcare marketing for the past 20 years. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, Bristol's only, it's uh obviously separate from that. But prior to Voracious Readers, um, I managed a uh, video game website and uh, Facebook page. Um, and yeah, that's where I got a lot of experience with Facebook marketing. Uh, you know, on that particular site, uh -huh. I got it to 100 and let's see, when I got rid of it, 110,000 fans. Um, and I was getting about mm -hmm. a million um, uh reach per month uh so yeah i, I was on the I facebook was, page or the website the the page the facebook page about a million uh okay reach yeah. per month off of 100 hundred thousand fans so i was getting a lot of shares getting a lot yeah. of likes um i i came up mm -hmm. with you know different ad formats to you know i was getting likes for a fraction of a penny mm -hmm. page likes um yeah and so Wow. Yeah, that was and then you sold point. it or you, you got rid of it? Yeah, it wasn't, I didn't really have any way to monetize that one. Um, yeah, originally, uh -huh. the, originally the plan was to drive content from the Facebook page to, uh, to a website with ads on it. Um, and that's a model a friend of mine had right. done successfully. But uh, around that time, like once it really started going, that's when Google made some changes to their ad networks and then uh, it just became yeah. uh, unprofitable to, to do that model. So I just kept it going. Then I found a good, a good home for it with a guy who uh, I had worked with in the past on video game projects yeah. and uh, you know, he's taking it over and he's building it and That's he's, cool. he turned it into a streaming thing and uh, you know, he's doing well on Facebook with it. And I think he's one of their first retro streamers or something. Um, and so yeah, interesting, it was a good experience yeah. and fortunately it didn't cost me too much money. Uh, <laughs> just a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, prior to that, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
prior to that, I dabbled a couple of ideas, just testing things. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they cost some money and some time, but no more than I was ever willing to risk. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely found uh, ways to get things done. I learned how to use Upwork and uh, Elance. Mm-hmm. Now it's called Upwork. Yeah. Uh, you know, hiring a virtual assistant yeah. and uh, creating systems so that, uh, you know, that person in Vietnam who's doing research for you, uh, you know, can do it correctly right. and doesn't require babysitting. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you're getting, you're getting the content you need. You know, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I'm just working on outsourcing the more mundane tasks. So, um, you know, I can focus on like the higher end stuff, yeah. the higher level thinking. And promotion and uh, right, you know, right. It's never yeah, the E-Myth, You're doing you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now Check. is just creating yeah. a system and freeing up more time. Uh-huh. Interesting. So you mentioned earlier you were also a screenwriter, and then and then what? You said no, that's not for me. I'm going to go uh, make a business. Um, well, you know, I've, I've worked in, uh, in the marketing industry for about 20 years and, um, you know, screenwriting uh-huh. was kind of a thing my buddy and I did for fun on the side. Uh, and we thought we got okay. pretty good at it. And, you know, we, we did the things like, uh, you know, we had a manager, uh, we, we found a guy who, um, nice at a, we went to like this, you know, this pitch fest where you go and you pitch producers and stuff. And we ended up getting a manager out of it because he really liked the idea behind one of our stories and. You know, um, you know, we were able to use his name to open some doors, but, uh, you know, it just didn't work out in terms of uh, getting the right script in front of the right person. You know, I think our best bet was uh, mm-hmm. it was a movie we had written about a boy band uh, kind of trying to, like, get famous again 20 years <laughs> later on uh, without their lead singer. And, mm. um, uh, mm. you know, we started to get a lot of interest in it, and then it turned out that, Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg had that movie Popstar coming out. Uh, so once that was announced, <laughs> you know, the, the interest dried up. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Happened. Timing, timing, timing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, you, yeah. you and somebody else came up with the same idea at the same time. It's like the invention of calculus, I guess. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you know, it, and matrix got, has been written. So you can't write the next matrix. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we did that for several years and, um, you know, we built contacts and we learned, we learned a lot of stuff and stuff that's helpful for later on and other aspects of life. Uh, and, uh, you know, just did that particular, uh, thing just didn't come to fruition. Yeah. It was fine. And, uh, you know, it's, it's totally, uh, it was totally worth it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so, uh, voracious readers is developing into your main squeeze now. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's certainly becoming, cool. a it's becoming a real company in terms of, uh, you know, at, at some point it may be my primary income source and it's certainly growing and, um, I'm building a good following and I just did some numbers the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, my current statistics and mm-hmm. this uh, call is sucking up all my internet bandwidth, but um, you know, I've done, uh, let's see my, my list <laughs> right now as of three days ago, 10,451 readers. 
I've worked with 518 authors and I've given away 33,631 books. Um, so not bad. Wow. That's cool. And, Maybe you should put that on your website. I mean, I don't know if you oh, yeah, already yeah. did, but yeah, some people on, put that up there like, you know. Yeah, it's on the bottom of the website. Oh, okay. uh, Interesting. And so. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, I've, when did I start? I started this in uh, mid-September, uh, so less than, a little bit less than a year ago. And, uh, you know, it's growing. Wow. I've got a wow, number of. A good. good number of authors who are uh, doing the evergreen, uh, paying for the ongoing promotions. Um, so, you know, it's definitely yeah. going in the right direction. And uh, I, I think that um, there's no shortage of growth for it. You know, there's, there's always readers, there's always authors, and there's always new books. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if, well, okay, it's, it's kind of, you're still kind of, it's still just about one year old, but um, maybe related to your entire journey. If you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? Um, you know, if, if, uh, if there's one thing I would do differently, um, it would be to have the Evergreen program in place from the start. Um, Originally, my idea uh -huh. with originally my my idea was, you know, to do the twenty book giveaway, and then if you want to if you want to get more readers, uh, you know, paying for access to the rest of the list. So, you know, I'll give you twenty. Mm -hmm. If you want to get another four hundred, I could do one big email to my list and have it within a week. Um, that was a that was the original right. model, but um, it just didn't it it didn't sound like it would be as sustainable and, you know, it, it could be a hit for, uh -huh. you know, an author to, uh, you know, write a check for a couple hundred dollars up front. Um, and so uh, eventually I kind of settled upon the idea of, well, I'm getting new subscribers every day anyway. Uh, we might as well offer mm -hmm. them, offer them books uh, right away versus, you know, waiting until mm -hmm. the next, cycle comes around where I'm doing another giveaway. And so um, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of where Evergreen grew out of. And I didn't launch that for the, for the first three or four months. Uh, so really the Evergreen is, okay. uh, you know, it's only been around about six, seven months at this point. So um, yeah, I would have done that sooner. Nice. But uh, otherwise, um, everything else has been pretty good. Um, you know, I didn't start off with a nice looking mm -hmm. website. I kind of just got something up. Uh, it looked real, you know. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have put my email address on it, but readers did and authors saw it and they, they didn't mind it. So, uh, you know, I went with the idea of yeah. uh, good is enough yeah, well, to get started. And, and then, uh, you know, once, yeah. once I got those things, set, once I got the process set up to get readers and get authors, then, you know, then I worked on making a nicer looking, fancier website. You know, I originally started on uh, mm -hmm. using MailChimp <clears throat> to manage this. Uh, and yeah. I outgrew MailChimp super fast in terms of what my needs were. Uh, luckily, I had a I lot believe of, it, yeah. <laughs> luckily, yeah. I, I had experience with another what? called uh, Infusion. Oh. And so, okay. um, you know, I... Infusion, I, yeah, but they're expensive, huh? They're totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... Yeah, it, okay, yeah, that's what I've heard. They're expensive, but worth it. Yeah, definitely. Fusion soft. De definitely worth it in terms of having having sequences and processes in place uh, 
to kind of manage the monster of of this. Um, you know, I, I certainly yeah. this with Mailchimp. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, I've had a lot of experience with infusion and, uh, I was able to translate very spirits only into infusion pretty quickly and get it up and running. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so, you know, not, there's not much I would do differently, just kind of do things faster. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. you know, fortunately everything's kind of worked, um, as far as, um, you know, as far as things have gone, like I haven't, I, I, I haven't, I haven't come up with any ideas that didn't really work out that well. Um, mm. you know, it didn't take me very many ads on Facebook to get the right combo. Um, I've tried other social yeah. medias and, um, they're, uh, they performed okay. Like Twitter was okay. Instagram was okay. Um, you know, I might go back to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now I'm more focused on Facebook and I get a lot of referrals anyway. Right. And, um, you know, I'm doing some promotion yeah. now with, um, with, uh, people who already have, uh, big social media accounts. So doing like sponsored posts or paid posts, uh, on their websites. Uh, and, uh, I'll see if oh, that yeah, works. Nice, nice, yeah. uh, I'm also going to start doing uh, ads mm -hmm. and, and email newsletters that target authors and, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, right. I think probably over the long term, yeah. Facebook and, and referrals is the uh, is where I'll get most of my yeah. subscribers from. But um, yep. I'm always I'm always looking for other yeah. things. Because, the beauty of going deep. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's, mm. it's you know, Facebook could not be a thing tomorrow. Uh, and so, if if there came a point True. where like my Facebook ad stopped working, um, you know, I have other things I could turn on to make up for that slack. Uh, pretty easily yeah. and uh you know i, I think that's that's, that's cool. the important yeah. thing not to be overly reliant on any one source of leads yeah backup yeah for sure but i love the story i mean i mean i love it because i'm in all sorts of entrepreneur forums like um uh have you heard of the fast lane forum and the warrior forum mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah I there's something you, you know, i mean you're it's a really great I, I like your style. You went, you made a minimum viable product. You didn't have to have a fancy website. And that's something that really gets in the way of a lot of people. They start with building a website and business cards and you don't even have a business yet. And you, you did it like, really like a, a textbook, you know, go straight to the audience, make the minimum viable product and just go for it. I, I really like that. I really like that. Story yeah. And, that, and uh, you know, I, that I style. I, it yeah. works. Absolutely. And, you know, I would also, you know, credit having a supportive spouse. Um, you know, my wife's great. Um, yep. I get insights from her because mm -hmm. she, you know, she is an author. She does write books and, you know, I, I get to see what, what it's like yep. on the other side of the curtain. Um, and, uh, awesome. yeah, she's supportive of, of my dreams and I have hers. And, uh, I find that that's definitely helpful. Um, you know, in, in my other, my other life in marketing healthcare, uh, you know, I, I deal with a lot of doctors yeah. who have the opposite situation where they have a, a wife or a husband who has no confidence in them, doesn't trust them. <laughs> any decision, yeah. Talks, talks down to them over the phone while you're, while you're on the line. And, um, you know, that, <laughs> that's not oh, a recipe man. for success. Yeah. And, um, you know, nope. 
if you're if you're already married, you're kind of stuck with whatever you've got. You know, in terms of in terms of that, but, um, <laughs> that's a know, good way of putting it. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're in the market, it, it, it yeah. definitely does help if you have a spouse who's supportive and you guys have. Be careful, Larry. Your wife's listening. Be careful. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it helps if you if you if you, you guys are both oriented towards um, you know a synergistic goals. You know, if if. First yeah. reader only does well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. helps her. And if she does well, it helps first readers only. So it, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice compliment to each other. Yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely, definitely. Um, I've got a lot to say about that, but this is not my podcast. This is your podcast. And I would like to let, uh, man, we could go so deep with that, but I got to ask you two quick questions first. Who's your favorite author and what is your favorite book? You know, uh, I would say my absolute favorite author is Agatha Christie. Um, just, uh, oh. you know, she was one sharp lady and uh, I absolutely love the way that she mm -hmm. would mess with readers. Uh, you know, you would, uh, uh -huh. in one book, she'd speculate on like, um, the uh, her ideal her ideal crime would be you know one where all the suspects and the murder victim are all sitting at a table and one person dies and one of them did it uh, and then a couple books later like that would be the book or she'd play with you know the narrator where it turns out the person telling the story is the killer or <laughs> you know after after she did murder on the Orient Express. She did another mystery on a train mm -hmm. and Poirot like specifically says, this is not that, you know, it's, this is not everybody's the killer. <laughs> I hope I didn't just spoil that for anybody, but, um, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, by far she's my favorite author. Uh, my favorite book, uh, would be Dune by Frank Herbert. Um, and I, Oh yeah, I know. I, it. I, I love that story. Um, it turns out I live in Tacoma, mm -hmm. Washington, which is Frank Herbert's hometown. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they just, um, they're just dedicating a yeah. big park to, to him now. It's called the, the Frank Herbert Dune Park or, or something. Uh, so that's, that's, that's pretty yeah. exciting um, to uh, find out that a famous author is from, your, from where you live. Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah. Have you read his book, The White Plague? I have not. Yeah, yeah. The well, only you might like it. Um, yeah. it's before Dune. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check out. The, I've only read his Dune. It's book. huge, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah aren't they all? <laughs> yeah, all of his books are huge. Yeah, I, you can't even hold them in your hand. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found with his Dune books that um, the size of the book didn't really change uh, in terms of the width, but the text just got smaller, yeah. smaller. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah 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 cool yeah, yeah. okay so what's next on the horizon for you with voracious readers only um you know the next thing i think i'm going to do with voracious readers is uh i i'm testing new methods for getting new readers um i've, I've got a pretty good system mm -hmm. for for developing relationships with the authors and with um you know, getting them the right content at the right times before and after they do their giveaway. Um, so, you know, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've 
I'm pretty good at that. Um, I've, I've got a steady stream of new readers coming in, but um, you know, I'm always looking for more and better mm -hmm. ways to get more readers. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. been my focus for the next uh, 90 days. And then after that, you know, I'm not totally sure. Um, I might add some kind of mm -hmm. extended service for voracious readers only because I've, I've gotten requests from some of my authors on other things I could do for them. Uh -huh. I'm just not sure what they, what right. they just get and what I could scale. Um, I'd like to do a service where I create a newsletter. I think you can content. scale for sure. Well, I mean, like, uh, like yeah. a certain, like, you know, a service, like can you create newsletter content for me. Um, I'm just not sure how that could scale for yeah. hundreds of authors uh, at the same time. Uh, hmm. So, you know, that'll be, that'll probably be my next, my next thing is just figuring out what's next for, for the authors or the readers. Um, but uh, you know, right now it's just cool. a matter of getting more readers, getting more authors and, and just uh, taking anything right. that I'm doing that is um, more time intensive and creating a system out of it and uh, delegating the app to someone else. Yeah, I think Larry, I think you can be the next book bub because you might already know, well, first of all, I, I think you can scale like crazy. You might already know that um, Amazon has denied the um, review services access to their API. So, for example, have you ever heard of BookRaiser and these review software and service sites? So what BookRaiser was, was they would, you would pay them, I, I don't remember, 30 to $50, and they would get you 100 reviewer leads from Amazon. And they would go to Amazon and look and to see the reviewers in your genre and get their email list. Mm -hmm. Now, they have been denied, they have been denied access now. So with, when you go to BookRaiser's site now, they say, sorry, guys, we're out of business. Mm -hmm. Amazon kicked us out. And uh, what they did was also... You can't even do it manually anymore. Uh, if you go to look at reviews now, you can go. You can go look at the reviewer's profile, but if they have even added their email, they won't show it anymore. So it used to be, you know, one of the tricks. You go look at the reviewers, and, and some of them have their email, and you can't get it anymore. And so, so I think your timing is excellent, and I think you can really scale this up because there's a big gap there. There now, I know of three different services. What was the other one? Authors Marketing Club had a software that did that, I think Tom Corson Knowles. I don't remember, but um, there's three different companies that got reviewers and now they're all out of business because Amazon cut it. Yeah, yeah you know, so I, I think you're in a great position and you. Yeah, you know, I, I think with, yeah. when it comes to reviews, you have to be really careful. Um, you know, Amazon, mm -hmm. they do allow people to review books that they didn't purchase on Amazon, um, which is, which is mm -hmm. uh, un, that, Amazon does not allow that for any other products uh, except books. Um, but oh, you have to be weird. Why is that? Do you know? I, I think Jeff Bezos is just a book guy. Um, I I think that's probably what it comes down to. <laughs> but um, you know, the thing with with yeah. reviews is um, you know you can't it can't be like incentivized in terms of like you can't you can't pay for reviews. Um, the review has to be. Yeah. organic in that you can encourage somebody to review you can ask them to review you can give them a link to, to make it easier to review but you can't give them anything specifically for the review yeah. so 
Uh, you know, there was a, a couple mm-hmm. months back where Amazon started to take some reviews off where I believe the reason was that people were yep. saying they were, they, they gave a review because they got the book for free. Like they got the, re- they did the review in exchange for getting the book. Um, you can't do that. You yep. do have to say, yep. you do have to say that you got the book for yep. free. Like I received a complimentary copy uh, from the author. Um, yeah, I think that's that's more of like a yeah. uh, federal trade commission thing than Amazon, um, but you can't say like the <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's that's an area yeah. where you want you want to be careful. Um, uh, not it, yeah. it probably won't harm the author too much, but it might might hurt the reader if if uh, they write reviews and then all of a sudden Amazon doesn't let them review anymore. Um, so I. I I think I'd probably avoid any sketchy services where they're they're not getting mm-hmm. you access to people to review your book on a, a very clean basis. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if they have to use the yep. API to try to steal data, then that could be problematic. And you know, if, if you're in Europe, you I mean, I don't know how you're gonna be able to reach out with them without violating GDPR. Um, you know, how how are you gonna establish yeah. your legal basis yeah. with somebody? <laughs> Yeah. Well, Larry, it's been real. Uh, I mean, I could talk for another c- couple hours with you easy, but uh, I respect your time. So it's voraciousreaders.com, yeah. correct? No, voraciousreadersonly.com. Ah, ah, voraciousreadersonly.com. And I'm going to add, it's the best way to get reviews. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. So, uh, Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. you know, I hope anybody listening to this, they were able to at least get like one good nugget of information. You know, I always try to look at everything where, you know, can I just get one thing? If I got, if I went to a seminar and I only got one yeah. good idea, you know, then I'm, that's going to be totally worth it for me. So hopefully you got one good thing at least, but if you got more, then uh, that's awesome. Uh, and if anybody had any questions, uh, they can shoot me an email. Um, you can just send it to my general email for Voracious Readers Only, which is mailer at voraciousreadersonly.com. And uh, if that doesn't come through on the audio very well, if you go to the website, uh, just go to the opt-in form and the email address is uh, on the bottom of that or you can reach out to me. If you have any uh, questions about, about what we do um, or any recommendations, hey, I'm open to hear anything. Uh, you can also contact me through the Voracious Readers Only Facebook page. Uh, there's a, a contact uh, button on there as well. Awesome, Larry. Uh, yeah, and that's a nice offer. So I think anybody out there, I mean, there were a lot of golden nuggets here for me, for sure. But um, they're not going to be able to contact you for very long because you're going straight to the top, my friend. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think there's great all, potential in your service. So thanks all, again, Larry. And, and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. And, oh, and, uh, you know, just, uh, if you're, uh, if you're a voracious reader, uh, you like to read books and write reviews, um, you know, you can sign up as a reader on the site and, uh, we'll get you a ton of books, book offers, and we'll find something that you like. And then if you're an author, um, you know, you can always sign up for the 20 book giveaway. Uh, if you have more than one book you want to try, that's fine. Uh, and uh, just go to Breakthroughs Only, click on the author button at the top, and uh, just answer a couple questions, and we'll get you on the schedule. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'd definitely love to work with you if you're an author.
Awesome, Larry. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Okay, man. I'm going to hit the button. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, please go to iTunes and upload this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.